The sermon for this evening is based on the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 to 32. Uh, the sermon is entitled, Joyfully Lutheran, the Fifth Petition of the Lord's Prayer. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. What does this mean? We pray in this petition that our Father in heaven would not look at our sins or, or deny our prayer because of them, but we are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them. But we ask that he would give them all to us by grace, for we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. So we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. Forgive us our trespasses, right? As we forgive those who trespass against us. It's a petition that, as Harrison refers to in Joyfully Lutheran, a petition that cuts like a razor to the divine, to, to the divine salvific action into our messy, sin-distorted, and prodigal lives. Yes, it reminds us of who we are. The law accuses, and as it says in Romans, through the, through the law comes the knowledge of sin. The story of the prodigal, we all know. The story of the prodigal is our story. The story of the prodigal is our words. Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. the razor-sharp law that throws everything else out. For all that the son had done, taking all this money, squandering it, and going off and being left empty, he very well knew as he pre-planned what he was going to say to his father that he didn't deserve anything at all. There was nothing that could prove his worth. Again, our story, our words. Yes, works, merits, self-righteousness, pride, idolatry, all these things, worthless. As we confess our sins to God our Father, as we repent in faith, our story, our words, as we pray the fifth petition, it, it, quickly is humble, it quickly humbles each and every one of us to the spiritual fact that we are poor, miserable sinners. Words that, honestly, we would rather not acknowledge or discuss, a spiritual reality that we dare not dwell or address or even talk about that elephant in the room. And we know what the law brings. Actually, we talked about it in Bible study this morning. The rich young man who believed he could gain eternal life by following all the works of the law. He thought he could overcome that law or fulfill the law by his own works. And though he followed many other commandments, he couldn't at the end of the day relinquish all of his own material possessions. 
he went on his way to his own way. See, the law is the law, and it is good. It is. It guards us. It protects us. It, it gives us that boundary. But even more, the law of God reveals that mirror, a mirror that is an honest portrayal of our sin. Right? Luther writes in the large catechism, this petition applies to our poor, miserable life. Although we have and believe God's word, do and submit to his will and are supported by his gifts and blessings, our life is still not sinless. We still to this day stumble daily and transgress because we live in a world among people. <clears throat> and we know our sins, of course. We know the weakness of, of this flesh. We know how we love the forgiveness that God gives to us, yet when we talk about forgiving one another, well, sometimes that's a whole different story. How we can make excuses or how we could justify our sin or how we can just say, it's simply not my fault, it's their fault. But at the end of the day, what are we dealing with in this flesh that we are born into? The condition of sin. We read it in our psalm today, Psalm 32, right? It's about David keeping silent. And when he was kept silent, what happened to his bones? They wasted away. Groaning he did, trying to ignore the reality of sin in his life, all the guilt that he, was placed in his life by the actions that he had done, murder, adultery, all of it. He just tried to keep it in. Hopefully it'll go away. He tried to play the charade. But again, the law is written on our hearts. The conscience toils and struggles and suffers. The burden of this weight of sin right, was too heavy for David. It's too heavy for me and you to carry on our shoulders. Again, the story of the prodigal is our story, our words. Yes, like the prodigal, we fall short. But in this story of the prodigal, these words of the prodigal, we find ourselves also in the mercy of God. Right? Whether it's the prodigal son or the ten lepers we spoke about last Sunday, or even blind Bartimaeus. Lord, forgive us our trespasses. Or in other words, Lord, have mercy on us. Because at the end of the day, everything is the mercy of God, right? Our Christian life is based on His gracious gifts given to you and me. We are humbled daily as we do sin much, not just a little, but we sin much. But at the same time, daily, we reside in the grace and the promise of God that points to his word, the forgiveness of sins. I love when Harrison writes in that chapter of the fifth petition, he says, grace 
is all gift. Right? Not just a little bit of gift or a half gift or three quarters of a gift, but grace is all gift. Grace is finished. It's not something that we need to finish, but it has already been finished by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace is perfect, fulfilled, complete, and this is what our Lord does for us by His sacrificial love. And when we say those words in the fifth petition, forgive us our trespasses, what a comfort it is knowing that indeed, by the body and blood of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. And for all of us, how thankful we are, knowing that in this word, there we know that we live the life of forgiveness, knowing that our status is not a question mark, but our status is with God. Our sins are washed clean. Death has been overcome, accounted for. Right, Ephesians 2, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Because our boast is Christ. Right? In Him, we have the assurance of salvation, the keys to eternal life, the forgiveness of sins, the finished work of our Christ. This is our grace. Forgive us our trespasses. This is our story. This is our word. From lost and condemned to found and reconciled, the death and resurrection, doing that reversal for us, our God, true Father. Yes, He is. All by what He has done for you. Giving you those words indeed. Your sins are forgiven. His body and blood shed for you. His life that he lived obedient to the death for you. His sacrifice as the true Passover lamb for you. Forgive us our trespasses and indeed he has. All your sins. Yeah, even that one, right? Yeah, even that one. But pastor, I, no, even that one. Uh, no, no. <laughs> even that one. We could do this all day. Because he has, right? There is no doubt. Because our faith is in Christ. He is the actor. He is the doer. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He is our good Lord, right? Who not only talked the talk, but walked the walk all the way to Calvary for you. So that forgiveness is yours, giving you this gift, not with silver or gold, but with his body and blood. And yes, the devil will twist and turn. And he will look at your conscience and say, are you sure? Where your sin is, Pastor Harrison will say, will nag the conscience. And so does it, doesn't it? Even to the point where our conscience is terrified, wondering what is going to happen, going down that path of hopelessness and worry and helplessness and wondering where this is all leading. But remember, God has given you this prayer. Forgive us our trespasses. This is your story. This is your word. The story of salvation, 
for the conscience is clear and purified and clean. Because your story, your word, is the resurrection. Victory. Assurance. Redemption. The truth. Jesus has set you free. So remember, you aren't walking on eggshells wondering who you are. But by His grace, grace, it's all a gift. Jesus has redeemed you so that you may be His own. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy. Indeed, we are not worthy. But Christ is. The story of the prodigal is our story, our words. For there we find the Father's mercy in our lives, full force, full grace, full truth, full redemption and forgiveness, lavishing you with the riches of His grace. Released, no longer bound, you are His own, living under His kingdom, His mighty refuge, the shadow of His wing in the shelter of our eternal Lord, the water and word in your baptism, the supper. This is your story, your word, the forgiveness of sins. And thus we go on as we live our lives in the life of forgiveness, forgiving one another just as Christ has forgiven you. Love and serve in the sacrifice of our Lord living in the redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. As you pray this prayer this night before you sleep, remember you can close your eyes in peace, knowing that whatever happens next, you are forgiven now and forevermore. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.